Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Oh, today I am so happy, so relieved, so full of joy, and grateful to speak with and share with you all my good friend who really needs no introduction. My goodness, so inspired and proud of her for that, for all she's not only achieved and done in the world our ideas of outwardly success, but really what she's achieved for herself that she so vulnerably and truthfully shares in her new book, Happy Days, and has really been sharing her truth for a really long time publicly. My goodness, Gabby Bernstein. Ah, such a good friend. Gabby is a number one New York Times bestselling author, She is a motivational speaker, a spiritual leader, podcast host. She's a dear friend to me and many like-minded folks. She's a mom, a partner, an all-around good human. So please enjoy this conversation. It's raw. It's truthful. It has a big topic of trauma. So sit down, get comfortable. Get some comfortable clothes on, soften, relax. (sighs) The time is now for healing. First of all, I love you so much. Thanks so much for taking the time. I know your schedule is wild right now and really always in the last many years, but especially right now. So first of all, This book, I know we were just talking about it, how it feels different for you, but just seeing your book, reading your book, seeing everybody settle into this work that you're teaching right now. I'd love if you just want to riff on the the moment that your book is here in the world and, and why it's so great right now, because it really is. Well, first of all, I love you. I feel like I've been with you for the past two and a half years or so since we last seen each other, but because I'm watching you in your every move and I feel your presence. I really genuinely feel your presence coming through my Instagram. 
And I love you. And I'm, I'm so grateful to be with you here right now. And so if anyone's listening, there's a lot of shared admiration and love <laughs> for, between two friends who have not seen each other or connected in a long, long time. So it's really special to be with you. And I appreciate what you're saying because, yeah, this book, in this book, Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace pretty much says it on the tin. You know, this is what it is. Couldn't be more timely, Tara. I I didn't anticipate how important and timely it would be. I was writing it because I needed to write it for myself first. And I didn't have a plan of when the right time would be that this book came out. And I knew the only right time for it to come out was when I was ready, steady, and on the other mm. side of my own trauma. Mm. Because I couldn't put my face on this book with the subtitle, <laughs> The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace, mm. if I wasn't on that path, if I wasn't already in that seat of safety. So, but of course, God is involved in all of it. So as I've always felt, my books come out when I need them, but they come out also when there is a collective need for them. And I know that this is a a collaborative process for me in writing these books. There isn't a lot of logical planning in terms of when and how. It's always about what is needed for me first. And then it never fails. The universe never fails to deliver these books when they are needed most. So right here, right now, we're talking about trauma. And we've all lived and are living through COVID trauma. We're living through a worldwide trauma of witnessing war and all that goes along with that. And we're having to face a lot of our historical trauma because when the world around us feels unsafe, that will activate the unresolved traumas from our past. Any feeling of not being safe will be the the trigger. So the blessing there is that it's opening us up. It's cracking us open. Hmm. Yeah, I really feel that in watching, you know, even in this little town, I'm doing this yoga class here for a local studio and they all love you. They love you. They love your work. And one woman brought 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 you up to me because your book had just come out. And I said, you know, I know her. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's friends with me. And she just started right then and there talking about herself and her trauma. And we moved it to the sidewalk. And she kept going and talking. And, you know, some of it was about yoga, but a lot of it was exactly what you just said activated her historical trauma because we're not dealing in America with the intense uncertainty that we see, but we see it all the time. And I think it's exactly what you said of we're all forced now in some way to deal with that. And there's so much there with with what you offer in the book. I know there's a lot of your really vulnerable personal story, but also so many different techniques that you share. And Mm. would you be willing to share the the different techniques and kind of how and when we could use them so we're not just collecting techniques because I know you and I know you've done all the things. I remember when you were doing your kundalini training back in the East Village and getting into really everything that's helpful in a spiritual and physical and emotional realm. So how can we activate these techniques? Many of them are body-based, which is so appropriate for you, for your audience. And before I even get into it, I actually want to ask you a question. Have you been in the studio in the presence of a human who's 
recalled or not necessarily even recalled, but like faced into trauma because of because of the physical release. Like maybe they're in pigeon or something like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. During class, especially quite a bit in pigeon. I know it's so cliche, but that's a big moment because your head is down. Also, you have a more reflective moment. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about your hips and, and, and that too. But also I think there's that privacy that's kind of there. But of course, before class is a good time. Not a good time, but a time that often people feel like it's okay to come in. And, you know, the world is gone for that moment. You're inside that that studio, that container. So they come in and whether they share it with me or a stranger they just met, there's that safety of that moment too, that before. And then you're right, there is that real profound after class moment where something unexpected has come up. And mm. sometimes it's joyful, sometimes it's anger, sometimes it's frustration, oftentimes it's this deep sadness and real this wanting to work through it though, I think that that container that yoga really brings. So in a way it's super common situation that I feel fortunate to get to be in front of and just learn from my own role to listen and to be there and to adjust my body position. So the other person feels safe, maybe to bring that person to a more private space if that's required at the time or you know, do all the things that we know as teachers to to help and facilitate for sure. But you do that all the time, my goodness, as well, in so many different ways. Yeah, I think as a teacher, we have a responsibility to be a safe container for for the student because it can come up. A lot of it does come up, particularly now in the conversation of this book. But it's necessary that it comes up and often it can come through physically. So when we have that somatic experience of moving, stretching, releasing, a lot of restored trauma can start to come through the physical somatic experience. Of course, it needs to be resolved mentally as well, but I think that the body can do so much of the work. There's a chapter in Happy Days that's called Hiding Behind the Body. And that's a whole chapter on the ways that we reflect our trauma onto the body so that we don't have to actually face the impermissible rage, trauma, fear, Mm. terror, shame. Mm. So sometimes for many people, and I imagine many yogis listening, the mat, the yoga practice could be the first therapist you've ever had Mm. because it guides you to release and face into safely truncated, trapped energy Hmm. that has a lot of history. So there's a lot of those kinds of practices that I'm being called to share with you particularly because Hmm. this this is the place where I believe that someone like yourself, while you're perceived as a teaching yoga, you're also a space holder for people's transformation and you've your avenue has been through the body and so it's really mm-hmm. profound because a lot of people may be opening a book like this and they're like damn you know Gabby I'll read this book but I'm not ready to like mm-hmm. look more closely at all the parts of myself or I'm not sure I want to look at my triggers or feel into my feelings 
but the body-based work I can get to first. And I actually recommended that to most of my readers that are like activated by the book or maybe they're just, just there's a lot too much shame. The shame freeze is so up for them. Go to the body, go to the body, go to the body. And in the book, I reference the work of Peter Levine, who's the founder of Somatic Experiencing, which is a body-based trauma therapy. And the thesis is that when we we don't even really have to work on the storyline, we can just move it through the body. And that when we have an unresolved trauma, whether it be a big T trauma or a small T trauma, big T meaning living through a catastrophic event, being abused, sexual violence, whereas a small T trauma could be you were told you were stupid by a teacher when you were in sixth Mm -hmm. grade or a boy you liked just, you know, made you feel like you were inadequate, whatever it might have been, being bullied these small T traumas are big still. In the case of bullying, they take people's lives. So we have to witness what happens to the body. The body freezes. The fight, flight, full response and completion of that full release of that energy that goes into hyper state, it doesn't get released. It gets trapped in the body and in the nervous system. And so for some people, going straight to the body first is the safest way in to facing that deeper unresolved wound. And yoga is a way there. Breath work is a way there. We can, we can even do, we can talk about some of those specific methods as you've asked. So one would be really grounding your body with a heart hold. So placing your hand on your heart, whichever one feels best. So it's like a right hand or a left hand and everyone has a different hand on their heart that feels like more present for them. And then your other hand on your belly. And breathe. Just breathing in and allowing your diaphragm to extend. And on the exhale, just letting it relax. And bringing that breath deeply in, extending the diaphragm. On the exhale, let it go. Breathing in and breathing out. Another beautiful practice, you can keep that heart hold going, is to just relax your tongue. Just gently relaxing your tongue. Just notice what you notice when you do that. What does that feel like? For a moment, breathe and relax your tongue. Just sends this whole relaxed message to your jaw, to your neck, down your back. I always love when a yoga teacher says, relax your face Mm. or your jaw. Like the second you relax your jaw, it just all starts to settle. These are just some of the body-based practices that really can help us in the moment self-regulate and also when they're practiced in meditation or in Shavasana or for a longer period of time, we can allow this settled sense of safety within our body to hold us as deeper emotional disturbances might come forward. And I think in many ways, this, this, this work, the body-based work is sort of in the middle and towards the end of the book. It's almost like in retrospect, I probably should have put it first because it would mm. create that safe container for the deeper reflection. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Everything I've read and studied and participated in with yoga for trauma is, like you said, mentally talking it out, figuring out 
is wonderful, but the physical experience and specifically yoga or these beautiful practices that you just guided us through, the softness, the ease, all of the stuff that we share about as friends and and beyond is the key. And I remember, you know, when we first were kind of kicking around in New York, getting so riled up about sharing these things, it was because both of us shared this idea that this stuff could be easy. It could be less rigid. We didn't need to be panicked about doing it correctly or incorrectly. And that idea of feeling good while you're doing these practices turns out, I think from everything that I've studied and everything that you talk about that you've studied as well, is actually key for healing trauma as well. It doesn't work if you go through your yoga class and you're panicked and you're rigid. It doesn't work if you do something in a stressful way, but by default, Mm these practices that you're sharing, you can't, I mean, I suppose you could, but it's pretty hard to hold your hand on your heart and your belly and not soften and not relax. So that's so profound. I think people are really ready for this now. I know when I started leading yoga and really talking about move a bit more with ease, you know, I got a little bit of the side. I like, I need to do it in this rigid way in order really not just for it to work, but I think what you're talking about is so profound could see people really stuffing down that historical and collective trauma. I really need to do this yoga in a good way to prove to myself that I'm being good at this, but I'm not really reaching those deeper parts of myself that I, that I really need to heal. But it sounds like we're ready for this now. Yeah. I love what you're saying. Cause it's like this decision to slowly titrate in and out. And actually somatic experiencing is a very slow physical body-based practice of identifying where the tension and energy is in your body or the emotion is living in your body and going straight into the body and then letting the body do what it needs to do to resolve that truncated energy. Mm-hmm. And so it could be, you know, f- you know, slowly punching, right? or slowly kicking or moving your head. However, because your body has almost like these these like ticks kind of mm. when there's trauma that's stuck and it can be like a head shake or, you know, you've see, you can see people who are war vets that they have, they can sort of just shake their head or do these mm. kinds of ticks. These are uh, stuck energy that's just mm. repeating in a neural loop. And often in yoga, particularly your style of yoga, when you're moving slowly and restoratively, that truncated energy can start to resolve and move through. And it's pretty amazing. It's like almost without even realizing it, you were you were really addressing the deeper res- Maybe you did realize it early on, but that you were really going into the, uh, the slow, steady release. Because it's also just like, you don't want to just jump on the mat and just blow out your body. You don't want to just step into therapy and like rip off the Band-Aid and blow out your subconscious mm-hmm. and your nervous system, right? So <laughs> having that patience and, and, and also having fun along the way, which is something that you just mentioned, that it doesn't have to be so heavy that, yes, you can be in trauma recovery and you can still have fun along the way. I wrote this book and I share all these difficult moments I've been through, but all the while... I was having fun. I was in Berlin Mm -hmm. with you. I was, you know, out in the world giving talks. I was enjoying my growth. I was celebrating my miracle moments and I was 
having fun along the way. I didn't know how good it could get. Mm. I'm here now. Mm. But in the midst of those chaotic experiences of uncovering trauma, getting sober, living through postpartum depression, Mm. the experiences I've shared so vulnerably in this book were horrific Mm. life experiences that so many of us have. But my commitment to freedom and my commitment to inner peace and my ability to still show up for myself even in the moments of darkness are why we're here right now talking about what freedom looks like. Mm. So it's all designed in God's plan and this divine order for us to, when we have that willingness, when we choose that path, and everyone has free will, you could choose Mm. to go continuing deeper into the dark corners and stay numb and not and and stay in your negative patterns and avoid your practices and ignore the signs and the guidance and just shut down or you can just say yeah I'm ready to wake up I'm ready to go in I'm ready to reprocess however that comes whether it be on the mat with Tara or be in the book with me in many different ways. Both. <laughs> really both. In fact, <laughs> I'm going to add your videos to my resources page because mm-hmm. while we have this conversation, I'm realizing how profoundly impactful that slow restorative yoga will be for the traumatized individual, which is really all humans. <laughs> we all have trauma. We all have trauma. We all need we all need to do this work. And and I'm so grateful that it does many times find people in the studio on the mat. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. so cool of you also to share your vulnerable experiences and especially now where people want to share more in a safe way, in a Mm -hmm. contained way. Mm -hmm. And also it feels, I mean, I know you, I have the pleasure of being your buddy and, you know, getting to call you and text you and hang out occasionally, but really that empowerment that it's okay to share our story in a way that makes us feel comfortable. I I didn't do that for a long time because I didn't see it would be my place as a yoga guide. I teach yoga and who am I to say anything about myself? But what I learned, I think a, a, a large part of just hanging around you and seeing you share bits about yourself here and there when people would ask you questions in an audience about their big life moment and you would answer their question, but you would also share a little something from you, I saw how that made it better for that person. I saw how that healed that person. And I just wanted to ask also, did those moments when you would share a little bit while answering the questions and giving the 
ideas and the truth also feel better for you? Oh, yeah. I have an extraordinarily selfish career path (laughs) because I write these books for myself first. In the, the authentic and vulnerable place of steadiness that I speak and teach and write from, I heal. My, I receive healing. And I also don't speak of things until it's safe enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not steady in that safety yet, then it will not help the audience and it will harm me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I knew I wanted to write this book in 2016 when I remembered in a dream that I had been sexually abused as a child. Mm-hmm. And I right away was like, it was a horrific moment but I'd been running from it for so many years. And then I had the memory and the dream. And I knew then, I was like, I got to write about this. I need to teach about this. And my my speaking coach at the time said, hell fucking no. She was like, (laughs) no, 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 no. You are not to speak of this until you are on the other side. Mm. And not that she was shaming me to not speak about it, but she was like, don't bring it into a talk. Don't consciously carry this message until you can carry it from a place of Mm. safety. And she was totally accurate and right. And that's why it's 2022 when the book came out because now I'm in that seat of safety. But I will say that I do do benefit from being able to share the truth because it helps me recognize I'm not alone. Mm. That's why I wrote this book. Not for myself to know that I'm not alone because I know I am not alone. I've been in this field long enough to know I am not alone in this kind of suffering. But to say, hey, you know, as a, as a speaker and as an author, you go first. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, this is my truth. And then somebody immediately says, oh, that's mine too. But mm-hmm. you go first to give the reader permission to share their truth, even just with themselves. Mm-hmm. So the primary intention of this book is to help readers know that they're not alone in their own suffering. Their story might not look exactly like mine at all, or at all like mine, but everyone has a story. I uh, was giving a talk this past week for my first live talk in two years. Oh my God. Wow. And you know, you meet these people and everybody's sort of just in their story and in their, in their world and coping. And then once you see them after you've, I've given the talk, you know, like I met them once and then I gave the talk and it was so super honest and vulnerable. And they're like, can I tell you about something? You know? <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's such a privilege to be able mm-hmm. to be that kind of can opener for people to feel safe enough to witness themselves with the presence of compassion. That's another big intention of this book is to help the reader establish that inner parent, to reparent yourself by establishing that inner caregiver that we all have, the part of us that's called self with a capital S. And it's the compassionate, courageous, calm, committed, creative energy curious energy that we all have within us to really face into and soothe the parts of ourselves that are really activated. So it's 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 just a brilliant experience to be able to witness other people step into their truth as I share mine with them. Hmm. It's so empowering. I know a lot of yoga friends and just people in general are also, because of social media, probably learning so much from just seeing you share in this safe way. And I know you offer some advice for people trying to either share 
to help their career or share because they want to help people and it's kind of outside or not affiliated with how they do their work. But, you know, you go on the internet sometimes. I think you probably have a really healthy relationship with boundaries with that. That's really cool. But I know a lot of people don't and and feel the maybe need to share before they're healed or really not understanding why they're sharing. So, and I know mm-hmm. you probably have some beautiful advice to people about that sort of explosive sharing and knowing when it's appropriate for the person, when it's helpful for maybe something that they're working on in their business and their coaching or their yoga teaching or aspiring something in in the field of sharing. But, you know, I think we all see so much good sharing and also maybe a little bit of oversharing in that way. And, and, And you're just such a beautiful example of someone who's struck a great balance. Right. You have to always ask yourself, why? (laughs) Why am I sharing this? What is my intention behind being this vulnerable or being this way? And there's two extremes happening online. It's the fake truth, right? So it's like, this is my life and everything's perfect. Or there's like this explosive vulnerability that, and that's, there's those are the two, you know, polarized opposite ends of it. And the place in the middle is knowing when it's when it's truly helpful Hmm. and that it's not necessarily helpful to like fake a life online because that can just be really triggering for people. And it's definitely not helpful to be in vulnerable explosion because that is going to really be harmful to you as the content provider and to the Hmm. audience or whoever that may be because it's coming from a triggered state. So the truth is to be where you are in that moment, to be, in, and speaking on behalf of the truth of where you are in that present moment. And it's funny, I look back at all the years of speaking and writing books, and I've always been telling the truth from where I was at that time. Mm-hmm. So if you read this book, it's going to be really more more vulnerable and truth-telling than my book, Spirit Junkie, which was still vulnerable and truth-telling. So it's just decade later, there's even more grounded recovery there. I got a a message, a beautiful text message from Danielle Dubois from Mm. um, Saqqara. And she wrote to me, it was really, really beautiful because she reflected back to me what I was feeling within myself. And she was like, Mm. something's coming through you right now. I'm watching you online and there's just a real strength coming through you. And it just gave me chills when I read it because it was beautiful because I know that. I feel that. And it's not with the need to get anything. It's the, it's the, it's a different desire to use everything that I have developed inside of myself to allow my presence to be my strength of power when the people in the world feel so powerless and to show up with that integrity and that bravery and that groundedness. Mm -hmm. Because in that presence of someone's groundedness, that will help people settle, that will help people feel empowered, that will help people, the resonance comes through online, as it does with you. Absolutely, Tara. Like the the like I mm. look at your video and I'm just like instantly settled because it's a it's a truth, <laughs> it's a truthful energy that's coming through. And so it's really about recognizing that it's 
getting into alignment with your own truth, wherever that is in this moment. You may not be super settled right now, but you can do whatever it is that you need to do to be in that settled state, to be that presence online or be that presence in person. And so I'm kind of rambling here, but I think that it's, you know, it's like 16 years of hard work or really 42 years of hard work for overnight success, you know, (laughs) to be... And it's not even, I guess our greatest success is to find the presence of our inner power. That is our greatest success. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, Danielle's right. I mean, I was just talking to Mike this morning. We get up really early before Daisy and have our coffee. And then I come up here at our little little yoga studio. (laughs) uh, But I get to talk to you this morning. And he's like, how's Gabby? You know, we haven't seen her, you know, he hasn't seen you, I think, since Berlin a long time ago. But I said, we're all different now. We're all so different. And I totally agree with Danielle, this settledness, this calm. I mean, I felt the same vibe as you with Spirit Junkie and all of that. You know, this, let's do this. Let's manifest this. Let's do the best we can. Let's help the people, all of that. And that's still such a big part of you. And so many, not just your friends, but that's what people get from you. I think that's the beauty. You know, you take us along, not just on your ride, but you empower us to say, okay, it's okay. I can have this ambition. I can have this excitement. I can make things happen. And then, okay, yes, I need to address trauma. This is where I'm at right now too. Gabby's doing it. She went first. I'm also doing Mm. it, but I wasn't sure I was doing it, but now Mm. let's do it. So Mm -hmm. it's it's different Mm -hmm. in such a beautiful way. Like you were saying, of being authentic every moment of the way. If you were the same person, every single book you write, every single talk you give, that would be, and we all see examples of that as well, so strange. (laughs) But we were talking this morning about the stress of not just the world, but the online world. And I really think your book is going to be a part of resettling how a lot of people present themselves online, which I do think will help heal this collective trauma. So I don't know if that was, I know you write your books for yourself, but everybody's going through the same thing. So I think we all kind of want to settle down and to be more truthful and more calm online. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. Especially since that's the, the place that we connect now most, right? It's like, Anything I know about you in the last two years has Mm. been from what I'm seeing online. Thankfully, I'm seeing this just genuine truth come through. And I feel so, and and it's so profound because I can get on here with you and feel deeply connected to you like we haven't had any time apart because your truth is coming through. Whereas if it was like someone else in my world, I don't even thinking of anybody in particular, but like I could feel not very connected if if they weren't letting that connection come through in the way that they present themselves and show up. So it's it's really profound. We've had to use this tool of digital media and social media to be the way that we connect. And it's beautifully profound to witness how the energy just transmuted even through the screen. Even through the reprint of every book, I had a media mentor a decade ago say to me, every time your books are reprinted, the energy that you infuse into the manuscript is going to be infused into every reprint. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. I've never forgotten that, that no matter how many languages it's, you know, even if it's translated, that 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 same energy is transmuted into that book. Mm. So we 
have to learn how to... So trauma is the inability to be present is how Peter Levine describes it. Mm. And the work of being present is that strength. Present meaning safe in your body, fully engaged in the moment, released from the past, not hung up about the future, Mm. feeling, breathing easy, relaxed in the body. So as we start to cultivate more and more of that presence through the practice of releasing the trauma, right? We have to dismantle the blocks that are in the present, in the way of that presence. It's like a huge wall we have to just dismantle. And as we slowly take down each brick by brick, we get closer and closer to that state of presence. And the more we ground ourselves in that presence through our practice, the easier it is to live, the more profound our work can be. When I say our work, our parenting style, our connection to friends, our books that we write, our class that we teach, or the way we show up in the office, Hmm. it's all the things that we do in life. Because we actually all are really light workers. We're just here to bring that light with us wherever we go, no matter what we do. Hmm. Particularly right now. Particularly right now. There's, yeah, those of us who have the privilege to be able to be in a conversation like this, we got to use that privilege to show the fuck up right now. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so true. I mean, you know, I was thinking, I'm not a professional interviewer, but all of these questions that I would ask you, and you're answering them all with the same answer, which is the truth. You know, there's no separate answer for how do I heal my trauma than there is how do I be a better parent or how do I build my career in wellness or whatever it is, you know? So all my questions are just completely out the window, which I think is the best and so empowering to actually do the practices, to to slow down, to take care of ourselves, to take the time to notice what's going on before we go and act based on fear. And Hmm. I know you share a lot about therapy as well. And it's so cool that that's much more normal now, especially with Hmm. Zoom and everybody's talking it out. What would you suggest for people to do with that in relationship to the more physical practices that you're talking? When do you know it's time, oh, I should seek out somebody to talk to about this, whether it's for a short period of time or a long time? This, t- this time is this moment. Everyone everyone needs a therapist or a coach or someone that is, and, and sometimes it is a yoga teacher. That's not, mm-hmm. it's different than a therapist, but it may just be that the, that's safe enough for you at first. Like I, I my, my cousin is like, his yoga teacher is like, like his spiritual, spiritual community and also provides him that space that she holds for him to grow. So that's different. I want to be very clear. Your your yoga teacher is not your therapist by any measure, but it might be a first step if you're not ready to start to open up in a big way, vocally. So it's that that Sherpa through, you know, guiding you through your Mm -hmm. body. In the book, I talk about very spiritual therapeutic practices that were part of my recovery. EMDR, which is known as eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And the EMDR practice is having a buzzer in either hand or in either ear or having a, looking at a finger going back and forth. So there's this bilateral brain stimulation of right to left. 
And when you are talking about a unresolved feeling or historical story or even just present moment issue, hmm. you can allow that bilateral brain stimulation to expand your brain's window of awareness and window of tolerance to face into deeper things safely and then reprocess them, literally create a new storyline in your body and in your brain. It's so profound. It works extraordinarily well for trauma. I highly recommend it. In fact, might be an interesting thing for you, Tara, to study because it may be something that you can bring into the yoga practice of like moving with some kind of bilateral music or something mm-hmm. along those lines because while you're processing physically and somatically, that music, and in the book I give, I share some of the binaural music, can be extremely powerful without you even realizing it's happening, mm-hmm. you know, without even knowing what's going on. So it helps you reprocess. Then I also share about somatic experiencing, which we spoke about. And I also teach what I've now done the level one training for Mm. internal family systems therapy. Mm. Now, I'm not a therapist. One day I might be, but I'm not now. But I'm trained and practicing with IFS, internal family systems Mm. therapy. And that is really about connecting to that seat of ourself, that courage, that calm, that compassion, that creativity, that that curiosity, the C qualities within us mm-hmm. that can help us relax and settle all the activated parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very brief way of describing IFS. <laughs> I go look it up, guys. In the book. Read it in the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the book. It's all in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So cool. I love that you suggested I study that the more I've learned about really Tai Chi and Shiatsu and music, all of these, all the really good practices that you're teaching as well, if they're really good, they go with all the other really good ones too. So I don't think there's any It all any goes fear. together. It goes together. You know, you can all really goes together. do it. So I think that's just just super wonderful. And And you can make it your own, right? So I lead this journey, this guided path from trauma to profound freedom and inner peace. But Maybe your path started in yoga class or maybe your path started in the a therapy session or started with medication. It just doesn't matter how it starts. It's just, this is the introduction. This is a path that worked for me. Hmm. Take what you need from it when you're ready to receive it. Hmm. My goodness. And I love the title. It's when you first put that out there, I said, oh, so good. Happy days. So I hmm. think that's such a beautiful promise as well. It has such a double meaning too. Yeah, (laughs) you know the cover is like it says "Happy Days," right? But there's all these cracks in the title. Mm. Wow! And then there's a sort of serious-looking expression on my face. It's not just like Mm -hmm. this is like you know turn it up and (laughs) make a vision board. It's not that. And it also has an autobiographical meaning for sure because I share it openly in the beginning of the book. But when I was channeling that title for the book. I knew it had to be this title because it it's a very personal meaning. When I was a kid and to this point, my, my family would sit around the table and we would raise our glass. And instead of saying cheers, we'd say happy mm. days. Mm. But I, I wasn't happy then. Mm. And mm-hmm. now as a result of living the methods I teach in the book, I can genuinely raise my glass and say happy days, happy wow. days, happy days. Oh, beautiful. Such a beautiful 
result and continuation. My goodness. I love you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) I love your book so much as well. Add it to the collection. Thank you. We need to do more podcasts so we can hang out. (laughs) We just need to hang out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to come for you. Coffee. (laughs) Well, my friends, welcome to the other side of what I feel and hope for you is the pop top coming off. (laughs) That's what we used to say, I guess still in Illinois growing up, the pop top. It's the soda top. But really opening this can to yourself, to your deep self, healing the things of you, healing your history, healing our collective trauma, the big T and the little T, as Gabby says. So I'd like to leave you again with a simple practice, a simple meditation that we can do all together. Inspired by Gabby's book, Happy Days, and committing to becoming whole, committing to healing ourselves. Let yourself be comfortable here. Really change your position so you're actually in a a good place for yourself. Let your whole self soften. That softness is necessary for you to feel, for you to work through and process. So really allow that softness Watch your breath literally move through you. Things are moving through you as well, feelings, emotions. But stay focused on your breath. Notice how you feel right now. If you find a place that's carrying any tension or rigidity, Send your breath to that place. Notice how you feel. All together, take a big inhale. Long exhale. When you're ready, open your eyes, roll around a little bit from your middle. Know that you can come back to yourself by softening anytime. You deserve to feel better, my goodness. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Gabby. I sure did. Big hugs, lots of love, and see you soon. up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 